last time on Fantasy Adventure Machine. Why would Blythe come here? Why Germany? She was arrested. I think jail messed her up pretty bad, too. We cannot allow her to do this. Let's, uh, let's get ready and go kick some Nazi ass. Vicky, hearing this, Blythe's gone. I'm sorry to say, but you will all have to stay on my ship for just a little longer. You have all been in the time void for a few hours. The captain has been very quiet for most of this time, looking over strings of equations. What are the rest of you doing? Cass is stretched out on the mess hall over like three chairs, with his legs hanging all over the place, eating chips and playing on his Game Boy Pocket. Nice. Dr. Van Helsing is looking over Charlotte's shoulder as she's updating her social media accounts. Where would you like to be? We are in a common area. So you guys are in a 70s disco. Um, <laughs> you're sitting on a round couch next to a bar. Okay. In the, in the background, there's some, like, some bass. It's like... Charlotte... Charlotte would be, like, explaining to Dr. Van Helsing, like, what she's doing. He doesn't have to look over her shoulder like a creep. She would, she would be explaining, like, so this is how I get my, like, daily, you know, 20,000 likes. Usually I'm going for a little bit higher than that, but <laughs> unfortunately time travel isn't a super big hit. But, like, just wait till I get back to New York. It'll be incredible. So, you are telling me 20,000 people have nothing better to do than to look at what you put in this little device? I mean, I have close to, like, a million followers, so really we're saying a million people don't have better things to do than watch me make a fool of myself. The future is a strange and alien world. Just wait. Nice. You could get Botox and then all your wrinkles would go away. I feel like I should be hurt by that, but I don't know why. <laughs> this sounds like a miraculous procedure. What's Effie doing? Effie is laying down somewhere, probably not a bed, probably like a really hard floor. And um, just like in the hallway, <laughs> like a fire hazard. Um, and her cyborg eye is projecting like things for her to watch, like bits of a movie and then a horrible memory and then some more movie. So so chaos will uh, stumble out of the uh out of the mess hall with a massive bag of Doritos and uh, almost stumble over Effie and then look up at the images projected on the ceiling is that how that's working Yep wow uh this doesn't look like it's playing all of a movie I'm pretty sure someone just died and I don't think that was faked It's just my brain torturing itself You know I could I could probably do something about that. I, uh, I hacked you before, after all. I'm very good with technology. I can, you know, go in there, wipe some things, reformat some things. I think you feel a lot better afterwards. No, it's important I don't forget. As Chaos walks away, he enters a note on his power glove. Reformat Effie's hard drive? Question mark. Why does Effie have to be the one to change? 
Uh, Zuman was uh, also in the mess hall, and he's just sort of rummaging through the pantry. He's like, intergalactic time ship, and I can't even get a bloody bag of Doritos. <laughs> um, can I, as Beth, do something? Okay. I wanted to have Zoo say his line about Doritos, and then Beth, like, shoots a bag of Doritos out of, like, a panel on the wall at him. <laughs> Roll me a craft. Beth has a plus one in craft. Okay, cool. I got plus two. Fair. So, with the plus one that Beth has, I have a plus three. Nice. Good. Okay. Um, and are you trying to shoot it at Zoo? I mean, like, I want it to be in Zoo's general direction, but I don't want to hurt him. <laughs> Right in the gut. It's right a in bag the of Doritos, and I'm six foot three and like three hundred pounds. You're not gonna hurt me with a bag of Doritos. Hey, do not underestimate Beth. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> can you can you roll me a shoot? And Beth has a plus one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a plus three, so with the plus one, that is a plus four. Great. Do I have to roll to defend? <laughs> so, sir, make go ahead and. Uh, Describe to me how Beth shoots Zoo in the back of the head with a bag of Doritos. Okay, so Zoo's walking down the hallway and he's mumbling under his breath and he doesn't think that anyone's going to hear him because he thinks he's alone in the void. But Beth knows how it feels to be alone in the void. And immediately (laughs) um, a small panel slides from its spot on like the corner of the wall and a perfectly aimed bag of Doritos at the back of Zoo's head. And it's with just enough finesse that they, like, hit his head and catches his attention, but doesn't break a single chip. And then it falls to the ground and the panel slides back. (laughs) Oh, Cheddar Blast. Awesome. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so Zoo, uh, now holding his uh, bag of Cheddar Blast Doritos, walks into the discotheque where... Um, discotheque? <laughs> where Van Helsing and Char hang out. He pops down on the couch next to them and, like, offers the, uh, the open bag of Doritos uh, to, to Char and Van Helsing. Oh, sorry. I don't eat anything that's artificially orange. <laughs> That's a very specific choice. <laughs> that rules out like most Chinese fast food. <laughs> and also Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know where you want to take eating Donald Trump, but I don't think we want to go any of those places. <laughs> okay, uh, so he then, he then offers it to Van Helsing. What is this? Some kind of a... Wafer? It's, it's triangle hard cheese wafers, mate. Try it. Technically, it's corn. I take it and I put it in my mouth. You now, I want you to have kind of a very short-lived aspect of orange lips. <laughs> no, it's orange fingers. And orange fingers. <laughs> orange. orange. <laughs> oh my gosh. The future is a strange and wonderful place. <laughs> you don't know the half of it, Doc. Wait till you try Vegemite. Oh my gosh, don't listen to him at all. There are so many better foods. Please, we will hit up all the restaurants when we get back to New York. I feel like Vegemite is gross enough to exist when Van Helsing was alive. 
lol. <laughs> At that point, it was just what they were using to, like, create wagon wheels or whatever. <laughs> to serve well, as cement. Vegemite was invented in 1922, so this is after my time. When was your time? Yeah, 1890. All right, uh, so Zoo is happily munching on his Doritos and watching as Shah teaches Van Helsing how to use social media, presumably uh, by helping him set up his own Instagram. Um, she's definitely teaching him right now about hashtags. Cool, 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 cool. Nathan, what's a what's a hashtag that Van Helsing would use? Hmm, I'm not sure. Hashtag Slayer. Yeah, hashtag Slayer. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I feel like he would use it wrong though. Like he would do like hashtag. Oh. I am Abraham Van Helsing. I would definitely hashtag my entire message. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hashtag Dracula is real and we need to slam right now, but I'm in a time ship, so I can't go and slam. But hopefully, I'll get back in time to slam. <laughs> Sincerely, Dr. Abraham Van Helsing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really want Instagram to be the new like form of epistolary entry that Van Helsing has in... In Dracula? <laughs> it just becomes his Twitter feed instead of like, the diaries. Well, like, Char probably said something like, oh, you know, Instagram is like a journal for your life that you get to share with everyone else. And then Van Helsing was like, oh, journal. Oh, journal. I, I can do journal. <laughs> I can tell people about my sensitive nostrils. <laughs> it's just yes. close-ups of his nostrils and then messages about watching out for vampires <laughs> and, like, how to avoid them. That's all his TikToks is just him flaring his nostrils with different filters. Look, you can see how sensitive they are. <laughs> I think Van Helsing is kind of sick of this new age. Do we have George J. Gaskin? Uh, I don't know who that is. All of a sudden, it comes in, and you can hear it. And Keith starts playing it because it's in public domain. Right. <laughs> Shaw, dance with me. Um, oh, I do you know how to twerk? I'll show you all of the best 1890s moves. <laughs> do, do you moves. want him to twerk? Yeah. Shar says something about needing to wash her hair and it taking about 10 hours and leaves the room. <laughs> well. Uh, Zoo just sort of looks around the empty room and uh, then proffers the bag of Doritos back to Van Helsing commiseratorially. <laughs> I take it and we just eat them. Together. <laughs> Listening to George J. Gaskin. Does anybody want to see the insides of a mechanical kangaroo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you hear the captain's voice over the ship's loudspeaker. Everyone, to the bridge. You just hear Shar yelling, Damn it, I just started my pre-mask mask. <laughs> <laughs> That was a that was a face care routine, so we were supposed to laugh. I remembered. <laughs> Actually, if you recall, she was just going to do her hair. And hair masks are definitely a, a thing, and you can do multiple of them before you shower. I'm sorry. If it's oh. a mask. No, no, no. 
A mask is anything that covers something. Listen, I think we've all gotten really good at masks. If it's going on your hair, it's a hat. If it's going on your face, it's a mask. It's a cream that you put on your hair. I don't need. I don't need this sass coming from you because there are so many hair masks in our bathroom right now, and you have asked to use them before. (laughs) Busted. All right, I go to the bridge. (laughs) Okay, I was just gonna. I was gonna assume you all went to the bridge, but all right. So as you all enter the bridge, the captain stands, leaning against the center console, arms crossed. I feel I have an apology to make. I haven't been able to pick up Blast Scent. She must have caught wind and is being more careful now. I did, however, find an anomaly in China, 1227 AD. There's all the snacks I want and no homework, so uh, no apology necessary? According to what I just picked up, the Mongols just got their hands on some advanced weaponry. It's definitely Blath, but I can't pinpoint when she was there. This is devastating. I can't tell you what kind of effects this havoc will wreak on the timeline. I need to get these weapons out of the hands of the Mongols, but I can't do it without your help. The way you handled yourselves against the Nazis, this shouldn't be too difficult. What does everyone say? The only question that I have is... Am I going to age prematurely because we're time traveling? Because if I get back to like the day that I was taken, but I look like I'm 30, I'm going to die. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's something I never asked, but I haven't seen any effects. I've been spending a lot of time in the time void. Seems like. You don't really age in the time void. So, are you telling me I could be young forever? But, but you'd never be able to interact with anybody outside the time void. Hmm, I mean, my phone's working just fine. I guess that's canon now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly thing, exactly. It's fine. In fact, I actually have an answer if anyone asks how time travel works, but... <laughs> okay, but that can come later. Dan sitting here like, yeah. please um, ask all these questions about time travel, and all of us are like, Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, your 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 comm device, I guess, should work. But if there are rules, we have to follow them. If we don't know the rules, they don't apply to us. That's how rules work. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. The timestamps on her latest ones that she sent in the time void are glitching numbers that look like triangles and squares and just like X's and whatnot, like runes that just keep glitching. She's gaining followers by the day because they think that she's somehow hacking Instagram. Do you have a blue check, Char? Oh, 100%. Well, I think I better be going with you this time. Nothing against how you handled yourselves in 1943. It's just I think I may be a better help out there with a lot of you, rather than being stuck here with this machine. <laughs> Ooh, now she's another bag of Doritos at him. Beth is used to the verbal abuse, and, and this is one of the reasons why she is slightly depressed and anxious, because uh, Vic doesn't care about her on the outside, and so she doesn't know where they stand. If you want to know between Beth and Vic... Vic has no idea that Beth is actually an AI and can talk. What? They just think that Beth is a computer program, and so they've never actually spoken with Beth. So, so Captain, you said uh, you're not sure when this happens? Well, 
I'm not sure when Bly sold them the weaponry, but I do know when this anomaly is taking place. And we need to get the weapons out of the Mongols' hands before it happens. So I think what we need to do is drop someone off way before it could have possibly happened and just let them live out their natural life until Blythe shows up. And then we'll know when we can go. Well, sounds like the teenagers volunteering. Me no speaky Chinese. You got the most life to lose, mate. <laughs> Honestly, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to be living in China with the Mongols for that much time? Hoping, I, hoping to God, whatever God you believe in, that they don't up and kill you while you're I sitting think there. Zoo could just turn into a gorilla which is native to China and hang out there. It should be fine. I mean, Kabali's not a young gorilla, man. Well, okay, uh, if somebody doesn't want to grow old in ancient China, then what should we do? As your captain, and as your GM, I'm shooting down this plan right now. Okay, okay, fine. If we can't send someone back in time to wait, what's going to happen if we just show up and the Mongols have a bunch of laser guns? This seems bad. We only got to do the thing with the Nazis because we stopped it before they got the laser guns on the ship. What if they get all the laser guns? There's no more wall of China. And then they're, they, they take over China. And then all they right, take over right. Japan. Chaos, and then there's no Nintendo. Chaos. And Deep breaths. I hand Deep Chaos the empty breaths. Doritos bag. Inhale the orange dust. I'm not taking your garbage. This is very serious. What about Nintendo? Chaos, what I'm hearing is that you're very worried right now. And I want to tell you that it's okay that you feel worried. Let's cleanse your chakras. I really think that we can work through this moment and you can be more in tune with the world. Do you want to fight an army full of laser wielding Mongols? Chaos, you see, there have been a lot of writing about time travel over the years. You know, a lot of them got it right. A lot of them got it Are you it trying wrong. to tell me the laws of time travel? <laughs> I mean, if anyone's going to, it should be the time traveler, right? Also, also, Dan built this entire scenario so that we would ask questions about time travel. So yes, he is. <laughs> I don't want to know the laws of time travel. You see, a lot of people have talked about how time is this linear thing. You know, there was one person that wrote down, and they got it pretty close. Time is like an ocean within a storm. Just so you know, this is Prince of Persia's Sands of Time. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> they, 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 they got it pretty close, but they're still pretty off. Wait, does that mean that I can get a dagger that rewinds time and run on walls and stuff? No. What about David Tennant? Timey wimey. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. They give a grimace. And say, before the war, as we learn about this stuff, we're forced to watch all of that. They have to, like, <laughs> binge watch Doctor Who because they need to learn about time travel. What the hell kind of academy did you go to? Did you learn about time travel in the Caribbean? Sounds like the most pleasant oh, schooling ever. Did they, like, give you your, like, time travel badge on, like, the back of a cereal box? Like, where the hell did you get your training? BBC. Yeah, it seems that way. And PlayStation. <laughs> so no, like, no, like, mad VR, like, simulations. You all just like playing a PS One. <laughs> I've heard that line before. We had to study many different theories of th time travel, and all I can say is, 
Doctor Who can frack a Dalek. (laughs) (laughs) Hey fam, sorry to interrupt these jaunts with the timeline with something as boring as ads, but here are a few words from our sponsors. Uh, Keith, are you sure we should read this ad? Yes, all successful podcasts have ads. It's a mark of distinction. It lets the viewer know that they're listening to a real podcast. Yeah, but this ad? Just read the damn ad, or I'll raise your voice up two octaves for the rest of the episode. Yeah, oh, okay. Are you ready for Now Music? Debuting a new Power Pack collection for 1890, featuring such show-stopping hits as George Gastic and She Was bred in old Kentucky and John Philip Sousa's the thunderer. These unbeatable tunes will have you dancing in the streets. Now that's what I call music. 1890, a collection of 20 songs to make passionate love to Keith. Are you sure this is right? Just read the copy. They've already paid us. Did they read it? Now that's what I call music. 1890, get a 10% discount at checkout with the code SHISHA10. There, I did it. Hey folks, Sarah here, aka Charlotte Rossetti, aka Char. Thanks so much for listening. I know there's a lot of content out there to consume, so the fact that you've taken this time to bear with our ragtag group as we gallivant across the universe means a lot. If you'd like to subscribe on your listening platform and or leave an iTunes review, we'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to follow and share our content on social media where you can find us as Fantasy Adventure Machine. The swirling colors of the time void flash by and melt into a bright afternoon sky. Below you is a forested area. In the distance, you can see a town. The captain steers the ship to the forest and lands in a small clearing. August 15th, 1227 AD, outside Shishia, China. The captain opens the door, exposing you to a humid forest with birds chirping in the trees. The treetops overhead block out a lot of the sunlight. As you step out of the ship, your shoes crunch on sticks and twigs that litter the area. Vic steps out of the ship, and wooden double doors close on a large stone church with tall, straight rock walls complete with spires on some of the corners. Vic looks up at the length of the front of the church, sighs, and shakes their head. I have got to update Beth's camouflage circuits. Wish I had a ship that wasn't malfunctioning. Damn ship. A little bit of oil leaks out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Zoo stands in front of the the newly appeared church. His uh, finally appropriate cargo shorts billowing in the wind. (laughs) You walk through a forest full of trees with white, heart-shaped leaves. Trees whose trunks seem to grow forever with hanging leaves and other trees that look more like a large fern. Uh, I mean, we have no way of knowing, like, what direction to go in. Vic shows you their comm unit. I plugged in the coordinates of the Mongols' camp. Once we get there, we'll destroy their weapons and get out. The less we're seen, the better. And how far away is it? It's not too far. I just had a... Land in the forest so we wouldn't be seen. I don't know if anyone would recognize this Christian church in the middle of the forest. It seems very time period appropriate. Thanks for your sarcasm, Chaos. I don't need it right now. Oh, you let me know when you do want it then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Could everyone roll me a notice roll? I have a plus five. Superb. I only have an average. Plus three. 
average? I'd say Char's notice is higher because she's taking a ton of pictures, so she's seeing everything. Ooh, I like that explanation. I got a negative one. (laughs) (laughs) You're still eating Doritos. (laughs) I think my eyes might be closed. (laughs) For those of you who got a three or a higher... You notice a shadow quickly passing by one of the trees not too far away and disappears into the darkness of the forest beyond. Um, hey guys, did you see that thing over there by chance? Of course. My large blue eyes would never miss anything like that. Of course, I know. (laughs) Of course, and we wouldn't go undetected. Here, I have a picture of it. But it's really blurry. I wouldn't worry too much. Must be a scout. Be prepared for more Mongols to show up, though. Oh, like a boy scout or a girl scout? Do they sell cookies? (laughs) Nice. How'd I end up with this group? (laughs) (laughs) Happy Effie goes into the bush to look for some cookies. Check for Thin Mints. Okay, Thin Mint. Also, I'll take a box of Samoas. <laughs> oh, void, help me. It's not that kind of scout. Miss <laughs> Derringer, please come back here. Let's not go chasing down that scout. The, the damage has been done. Who took damage? <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes, Dad. Just embrace While it. While I'm in the forest, can I roll um, notes? Okay, I, I think that's it. I think, I think I'm just going to have to round up another team. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought we were doing so good. <sighs> we found a scout and everything. I do not understand. Why does everyone think that there are cookies in the forest? This is most unusual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You see the forest ending up above, and beyond the tree line, you see a grassy plain that rises with a gentle slope into a hill. I'd actually like another notice roll, please. Guys, no cookies, but there's a hill out here. Whoa. I got four. Bam. Rate some cheese. One. <laughs> Two. Also one. That sounds bad. <laughs> I have a plus four. Great. What about Van Helsing? Uh, plus one. Cool. So Effie and Char, I think and because Effie was running up ahead um, and Char is most likely still taking pictures, but you can describe it however you want. Uh, you see like elbows and possibly the feet of people hiding in wait, perched high up in the trees on the outside of the tree line. All right. So Char and Effie are walking along ahead of everyone else. And Char is telling Effie about all the different kinds of Girl Scout cookies and how like the monetization of cookies within their industry and how Could much revenue just each be one a little brings bit in. Because secretly Char is actually just like... A, a really good entrepreneur anyway. Um, and then as Char is like taking videos, she sees the elbows and feet and she holds on to Effie's shoulder and she points at it and says, Scouts, should we, should we ask them for some cookies? <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I feel like the captain will get mad if we do because they said something about needing another crew. So maybe if we ask them what kind they want, then maybe we can actually get some. 
But, like, if we include them first, then we're fine. So Effie turns around, and in her best circus voice, she says, Vic, what kind of cookies do you want? Now all of China knows you're here. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. All of a sudden, a den mother with short, blonde hair steps out. (laughs) Is her name Karen? Yes. (laughs) Roll initiative. We're fighting a Karen. Cub Scout cookies? The deadliest Karen. Guys, we are not prepared to fight a Karen. We've only had two episodes. We will lose. (laughs) Who's our manager? Everything I said about how you handled yourselves well against the Germans is now out the window and gone. Look, look, I had to do something in character. <laughs> it was like Shar was alerting the group to. No, the it's fine. It's, it's great. I don't know how you guys figured out explosive cookies were the weapons this time, though. That was. That was <laughs> <laughs> and the Mongols are using Girl Scouts. I had. Hey I thought guys, I, I thought I had that in the right bag. Past the Great Wall of China, because they just have to <laughs> knock and be like, "We have cookies." How many you want to buy? And, and they buy like a box boom. of Thin Mints, and boom. Okay, Vic slaps their hand across their forehead and shakes shakes their head. Please take control of the situation. Dan. Is it because you like toasty toes? And no, it's because these aren't Girl Scouts. You know, I think you could have led with that and solved a lot of problems. Yeah, why didn't you just tell me? Well, sorry if I was in the middle of washing my hair when you called your meeting. So, did washing your hair take the full ten hours, or were you interrupted? Can you see the frizz right now? I was obviously interrupted. Ah, <laughs> uh, so no dancing still. <laughs> Gosh, and, he, and he just lowers himself out of the camera. <laughs> Effie, roll me a roll me a notice. Right. She got a four. Okay. So Effie, you notice you know, some people jumping through the trees, and I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna challenge you here with your trouble aspect of cyborg malware. Oh, I become angry, cyborg Effie. Um, and then I want everyone to roll me an athletics roll, please. Including me? Yes. Including you. Oh no. I got a five. Yeah. I got a um, three. I have a zero. Okay. I got a negative That's one. A straight up minus three. <laughs> minus, <laughs> minus three. <laughs> nice. Okay. Wow, I thought my Ooh. zero was bad. Okay, well, um, Zoo, as a net comes down from uh, from the trees, you're able to just barely avoid it. Everyone else was caught square in the net. Van Helsing, we don't know how he got. He was like so... knocked unconscious by one of the stones <laughs> of the neck. He 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 had his arms up or something, and he was waving them around, and now he's completely tingled in the net. <gasps> Shortly after, a man in armor rides up on a horse, points to Zoo, and yells, "Don't let him get away!" Wait, everyone's in the net except Keith. Yeah, he passed. Okay, so I'm going to respond to this. I'm caught between the net and Mongol scouts. And so I look at the scouts. I look at the net. I look at the scouts. I look at the net. And then I book it into the tree line. <laughs> and leave everyone behind. So, so you're leaving the tree line? Yeah, I, like, I book it. Like, I just run away. Awesome. Okay. 
as you step out of the tree line, a whole group of archers notch their arrows and draw the strings pointing directly at you. Smaller groups of soldiers step out holding long pikes and carrying tall shields. The man on the horse points his sword at Vic and yells, The witch has returned to help our enemies, and this time she has brought accomplices. Zoo raises his hands above his head and uh, kneels down, and as he does, he says, That's my captain. And it's they, you uncultured swine. (laughs) (laughs) He motions to a couple of his soldiers to tie you up, and then he yells, Take them to the commander. I want to know what's going to happen with my trouble being activated. I obviously become cyborg. It is, so, yeah, it's up to you. Cut the net. Cut the net. Um, since you accepted that trouble, uh, here is a fate point for you. So Effie, at this point, the man on the horse, his attention is towards Zoo and getting Zoo tied up. But I can't see that happening, right? Are you? You could possibly, it's just on the other side of the tree line, which you're not too far away from. Okay, I definitely know what's happening with my cyborg smarts. How available is my cyborg arm? Well, you're in a net, so, I mean, like, you might be able to, like, lift up your hands, but you can't really, like, move too well. So if it became, like, a sword? Yeah. Or Edward Scissorhands? Just one Edward Scissorhand? Yeah, actually, my whole arm is a half of a scissor, and my elbow is, like, where you put your thumb in. And I just like do like a uh, link. Ah, cut all the grass in a circle around us. <laughs> and the net too. And then my fingers become a blow dart gun, and I go <laughs> and I blow dart four guards. Okay, roll me a shoot. Okay. I got six. Wow, you got three guards there. Okay, one of them, it just got stuck in their jacket and it didn't inject. Yep. The other, the other three, um, is, it, is it like a tranquilizer blow dart? Or is, is yes. there like lethal? Okay, yeah. Oh my heavens. So the other three go loose because that's what happens with tranquilizers, I think. They fall out of the tree and take some damage. Um, then the one that you didn't shoot yells. Um, they broke through the net. They're getting away. And actually, a couple more um, archers shoot another net in your direction. Throw me a, a another athletics roll for that. Okay. Uh, I got four. Okay. Athletics. You're, yeah, you're able to evade this net, but it recaptures everyone else. As they were trying, still trying to get out of the net if they were trying to get away. Yeah. I crouch. And my uh, cyborg eye, like, sends a red beam around the clearing. And then I disappear into the uh, underbrush, like, among They ran after her. Oh, good. The circus girl's gone all predator on us. This is going to go great. Three of the guards actually run into the forest after you, trying to catch, catch up with you. Surrounded by soldiers, Vic looks to our heroes and then touches the calm in their ear and says, Effie, Effie, you there? Shit, I think she just turned off her comms. She's gone dark. 
Wait, we can turn off our comms? I didn't find that button. So is my comm just on all the time? I should, really should teach you how to turn off your comm. You guys didn't figure out that there's a mute feature? Gosh, you're so behind. You know, you can also just take it off of your head. <laughs> cool it out of your ear. That's good. Sarah Jean. Okay. So, Effie, you are now running through the forest. Okay. There are some soldiers in pursuit. I'm being pursued? You're also um, still under the invocation of cyborg malware. So when I first go break into the bush, I'm like spider crawling it, if you know what I mean? And then I like pop up behind a tree and I look around and then like scamper to the next tree and look around. And then I swing up into a tree, so I'm up really high, and then I, like, jump from one tree to the next like a monkey. And then I see that there's guys behind me. Do I need to make a roll? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if you could uh, roll for notice to see if you see them right away. Okay. And know where they are. Too fair. Okay, let's actually roll for a stealth for them. You actually, so you don't see him at this time as you're jumping from tree to tree, but you did hear people call for some soldiers to pursue you. Okay. But yeah, you don't see him right now. Well, I guess that I will, so I find a pretty good spot in a tree that has a large limb to sit on, and um, I turn my cyborg arm into like a um, mm -hmm. silly string dispenser, and then I make <laughs> myself like a web. Between the trees? In a tree. In a tree. Yeah, like a, a web like a in a tree. Pupae, larva. A cocoon. cocoon. Okay. And then I wait. So you've cocooned yourself in a tree. Um, I'm just trying to picture this right now. <laughs> uh -huh. Cocooned yourself with silly string in a tree. Um, okay, and you wait, line wait. So after a few minutes, uh, you hear the soldiers walking around. One of them asks, where'd she go? Did you see? No, I, I didn't see anything. Uh, I saw broken branches back there. She climbed a tree, but can't follow her now. I want to try and um, like catch one of them with my silly string arm and like string them up in the tree by their limb. With silly string? Well, it's not really silly string. It's my own type of cyborg. Cyborg silly string? Spider silk. Here's Cyborg Spider Silk. Okay, well, describe to me how that, how Cyborg Spider Silk works. I have a series of questions for Effie. Okay. Can you swing from a thread? Of, of this string? Yes. Okay. Does it catch thieves just like flies? That's what I want to do. I kind of pictured if you had, like, things like uh, ropes or whatever, that they would kind of be, like, in Legend of Korra- the um, police, how they have, like, the metal wires that, like, they can fling out and use, like, as whips and stuff like that. That does sound cool. Okay. Uh, so, for if you want to string someone up with this, I'm actually going to have to ask you to roll a resource roll to see if that's going to work properly. My resources are great and numerous. Okay. Because I am full of mucus. Okay. Can you explain to me how how this works? Are you saying that it does work? 
Well, you, you got a great <laughs> on your roll. So how, how does this work exactly? Okay. Because of the way that Effie was put together, like they didn't care about her lasting or anything like that. The metal filings that come off from her normal cyborg movements have combined with her body trying to protect itself from the cyborg enhancements have made a very strong, sticky uh, substance that her body has to... Expel? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that it doesn't build up. So sometimes, sometimes she makes webs. So then when she charges, she can, like, stick herself to the ceiling so no one will find her while she's charging when she would be then otherwise very, um... Vulnerable? Vulnerable, thanks. So, and I also think that your cyborg body would have a way to discharge this properly. Well, it's not, it's not intended. No. Because I was supposed to kill myself after I killed my dad. That's true. So they didn't care about how they put me together. It's an unintended consequence. So you now have a nozzle that shoots this stuff out. Okay. So I cocooned myself in the tree. And then I, you know, got like my buggy surveillance cyborg guys going. So you cocooned yourself inside metal pus. Continue. <laughs> okay. Now, now explain. How are you going to use this to string up someone? Well, when they walk under my tree, I'm going to like use my really good perception of distance and aim and stuff, and just. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, roll, roll me a shoot <laughs> right on top of his head, and then just like yank him up. Um, let, let me let me take a look here real quick. Um, since this is going to be adding an effect to the ever. scene, I'm going to ask you to use your extra and pay a fate point to use your gun arm in this sort of fashion. Okay, I'll just use the one that I'm earning for being a cyborg anyway. So I got seven, which is lucky. Probably it also like glows faintly in the dark. So it's bioluminescent. Sure, why not? Why? <laughs> why not? Bioluminescent algae. I'd rather be shiny. <laughs> okay. So, oh my heavens. I got a negative one to get out of the way. <laughs> my aim is very superb. So you have an eight shift. We'll, we'll just call it an eight shift hit on me. What is the aspect that you're adding to the scene? Okay, well, can my aspect on the scene be, like, follow the spiders? And, um, I just, you know, it just plopped down on his head and then kind of, like, congealed, because that's what it does. And then I just, like, <laughs> lifted him up so he's just dangling by his, like, sticky head. And then I attached it to, you know, like a tree branch. He's just hanging out. <laughs> okay. Um, he immediately yells out. And the other soldier starts looking around frantically to see where you are. And oh my gosh, being just being so surprised and afraid of what just happened, whatever magic just happened, they completely do not see you. I rolled a negative three. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So this is the part of the horror movie where the monster kills a bunch of meaningless characters yes, to make us all yes. afraid, they're all, right? They're all red shirts, exactly. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So? Um, while he's looking up and he's looking around for me, but he can't see me, I want to make my next shot, like, right at his face. Oh and then gosh. maybe I can, like, smother him. 
Okay. Um, Cyborg Effie is very cruel. Are you wanting to uh, string this one up to, or are you just going to loogie right in his face? Loogie. I think you were trying to suffocate him with your loogies? Yeah, with my spider loogies. <laughs> Okay. Um you don't have to you don't have to spend a fate point on this then. Just roll me a shoot score. Six. You succeeded with style again. So describe to me how you shot this guy in the face with a mucus ball. Well, I used my spider silly string arm and I poked it through the hole in my cocoon and I looked at him with my cyborg eyes. And then I just lobbed it, you know, <laughs> right over his face. The force of it knocked him backwards. He fell He fell backwards and it splattered across the ground and is now he is now stuck to the ground. Perfect. Someone can trip over him. And he's kicking in the air, clawing at this film. I don't know how much longer he's going to live. <laughs> so congratulations, Effie. You subdued the soldiers that were after you. Gee, what are you going to do next? I break out of my cocoon, and now I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I turn my arm back into a normal human-looking arm, and um, I just walk away. Awesome. Can you roll me an athletics? Four. Great. Cool. So as you're walking away, an arrow actually glints off your cyborg arm, so it doesn't do any harm to you, but it just barely glints off your cyborg arm and it shoots off a, ahead of you at an angle. It came from behind me? Yes. Okay. I whip around, and my cyborg eyes become heat-sensing cyborg eyes. I feel like that's a thing. And I look for an enemy. The What you see with your heat vision is... One, there's a guy on the ground kicking in a clawing at the substance covering his face. And there and then there's another one that is hanging from a tree above, you know, from a string of substance shaking with a bow in his hand. And the arrow is he's knocked another arrow and the whole his whole body, the bow, everything is shaking as he's trying to knock another arrow and aim it to shoot again. That's pretty impressive. He's like hanging from his head on a weird substance thing, and he's just like. Can we like just call it cyborg of. silly string? You don't have to like call it substance. <laughs> cyborg silly string. <laughs> okay, there's a guy hanging from cyborg silly string, and he managed to shoot a bow and arrow where he actually hit you. That's pretty impressive. I'm still like full cyborg, right? Yes, you are. Um, I shoot him. I just, like, whip around, heat target him, see him, shoot him, done. Like, one swift, rotatable movement. Okay. Roll me a shoot, then, for that. Four. Oh man. I got a three. <laughs> so, actually, I got above zero. Yay. But, um, he took one damage of hit, and we're going to have a mini little conflict here because he's going to try and shoot you again. As he screams out in pain, he accidentally looses the arrow. And yeah, roll me an athletics to dodge this arrow. I got four. Yeah, you just barely dodged the arrow. He was actually a pretty good shot there. Well, if I dodged well, it wouldn't be very exciting. Now it's your turn to shoot him again. Woohoo! <laughs> Five. Superb. Okay. 
So with that, you got a two-shift hit on him, and he dies. Well, I think we're going to leave it there. You just shot him. <laughs> leave and... it with murder. <laughs> yes, we're going to leave it there. And actually, I think about this time is when your cyborg brain is might be shutting down. I don't know it's up to you, but... Yes, I think after I murder someone, I usually do shut down. So Unless I get shot at again. That's, that's going to be my rule. Yeah. And we're going to head back to the other players as they are trying to take you away. The other the other soldiers. Kind of gather you all together, tie you all up and push you to the ground in front of their their general. You thought you could come a second time, which. And defeat us. <laughs> we have been lying in wait ever since. <laughs> He orders a couple of the soldiers to pick you up by a, a by your arms that are tied behind your back and push you forward. They march you all the way away from the hill and along the tree line. After a while of walking, you see the town you saw as you were landing. And as you are marched into the town, mothers hold their children close to them and step back into their homes. You know, I bet none of this would have happened. If we just let Effie live and grow old here until Blythe showed up in the first place. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're all led through the main street to a large building at the a large building at the end where stands a man and a woman. The man is wearing armor and the woman stands commandingly at his side in a long dress. The man respectfully leans closer to the woman and she whispers something. He then stands straighter and steps forward calling to everybody in the town. The witch has returned. You should have known that if we caught you, we would kill you. Even if you brought others to aid you. For the crimes of assisting the treacherous Mongols, we sentence you to death. Thanks for listening, fam. We'll catch you next time. Don't forget that it's Grandma Agatha's 75th surprise birthday party this weekend at Chili's. Nobody tell her. 